Hey, y'all. This is episode 16 of Manly Musings Podcast. Guess we're going to do something a little different tonight. If you are watching on YouTube uh, and listening tomorrow, uh, there is three co-hosts with us tonight. We're talking about wrestling. And I mean wrestling, like WWE type stuff. I have no idea anything about this besides like three people that no longer wrestle. So I'm literally going to be in the background all night, just chiming in and throwing random stupid stuff out there while Kevin and our co-host who will introduce themselves shortly, uh, will really just dive into a full on conversation of wrestling and everything about it. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I'm super excited. I'm going to go. You mind if I introduce our guest out here? Go right ahead. One of them is uh, an old friend of ours from college that knows the story that we talked about on the podcast a while ago. Yes, he lived it. You guys have heard us talk about him on the podcast. My guy representing almost heaven, West Virginia, Mr. Leland Reed. How are you doing tonight, sir? Wonderful. Thanks for having me, boys. Yes, yes. Second on the podcast, we work with each other at our former establishment. I don't like to say where we work because we keep that private out here. My guy, Sir Cyrus Johnson Jr. Cyrus, how we living? I'm living good, man. Living good. You know, all my all this gear that I got free, you know, kind of works yeah, out. Yeah, I see you. I see you. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes. And then last but not least, another co-worker of mine. Uh, we work, we work, both work at MetLife Stadium. Yes, sir. And also co-host of the Mush Squad podcast yes, 2.0. My guy, Joe Mack. Joe, it's a pleasure. How Kevo. are we doing out here? Kevo, happy to be here, man. That's that's one half of the World Tag Team Championship Mush, Mush Squad podcast. Get it yes, right. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love Undisputed, it. Undisputed, undefeated World half tag team champions all right yes literally especially on the betting world out here i've seen your money lines you guys are amazing i spend money to make money there you go merrick shall you take us to our weekly sports update sir i'm going to start off with the one thing that's nearest dear to dearest to my heart is there's only one player that got introduced into the uh baseball hall of fame tonight and that is big poppy ortiz so shout out shout out to him for doing that I think he's one of the first DHs to actually make it. Um, And he had 78% of the vote, which is ridiculous. So awesome to see that happen. I'm very happy to see him go in there. He was well-deserved after a great career. So any thoughts, Kevin? I I know you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. So, you know, big poppy. (laughs) He's broken a lot of hearts out here. But, you you know, we give credit where credit's due. I mean, if there's only one person going in, why not just him? I respect it, though. I'm all, you know, I'm with it. I think the Baseball Hall of Fame is the weirdest fucking voting stuff ever. Like, let's I be honest. That. Let's, that. Yeah. let's all just be straightforward. Roger Clemens, yes, he cheated. He took steroids. Barry Bonds, yes, he cheated. took steroids. They made the game more interesting. Right. You wouldn't have really? even other players. History. You can't tell the history of Major League Baseball without – the greatest hitter of all time mm-hmm. in, the, in the Hall of Fame. That's a fact. There's going to be some point in time where all those guys are moving into well, the Hall because if they don't, he, Bonds just, they dropped off. There. That's year 10. They dropped off. Him, Bonds, yep. Schilling, and Clemens are no longer on the ballot anymore. So. 
Well, Schilling doesn't want to be on the ballot. He literally told every sports reporter, don't vote for me. I'm done. But like Clement, like I think it was Clemens and Bonds had pretty decent voting for the first time in years this year. They just, like you said, they're 10 years on the ballot. They drop off and then it's 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 funny. It's funny, Merritt, you say it right. But if you think about it, the reason that it started this way was because they baseball needed to jump because they got knocked off. Had baseball not needed to jump at all, would we be talking about it? I mean, seriously, they had the amphetamines in the 70s, early 80s. They were sitting there talking about, oh, none of those guys are ever getting. Oh, lo and behold, 90s and 90s into, into the 2000s, they decided, you know what? Yeah, we'll put them in. Why not? So, yeah. should I mean, you, you told the guys you wanted to push, we gave it to you. Stop, or stop being mad about it. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how much steroids Barry Bonds took. He's still the best hitter of all time. The steroids didn't help him hit the ball. They might have helped him hit it farther, but they didn't help him see the ball and hit the ball the way he could. Yeah, same with Clemens. For sure. It gives him more power behind his pitch, but he's still the one being one of the most accurate pitchers ever to play the game. So Doesn't help hand-eye coordination. No. Exactly. No, not at all. It probably does the work, like the opposite effect of it, truly. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, We'll dive into the next thing. This past weekend, football was ridiculous. I hope everyone was able to sit down and watch at least one of the four games because those were crazy. I didn't see the end of the Packers game because I went home from my friend's house. Holy. Out of control. How? Just how? Yeah. Um, I'm a, listen, I'm quick a question. I, I don't. I hope yeah, you know we have a 49ers fan in here, and I'm pretty sure Leland. If I my memory serves me, aren't you a Bengals fan? I am. Go Bengals. Yes. So <laughs> I can guys. only imagine how you two are feeling right now, dude. I'm Please, jumping on that bandwagon right now with the Bengals. Let's go. I I want to see them make it. You know, I'm happy for the Bengals. I am. I am. I am happy for Leland. I swear to God, I am happy for yeah. them because. It's bad. <laughs> Bad as bad as cheap as that owner has been for God knows yeah. how long. It's ne- you couldn't tell me that. Okay, he finally put a team together. He wasn't cheap. He decided to go out and spend the money, and this is what he got. Now, if he can keep it all, now obviously we know you can't always keep it all together, right? But if you can keep it together for a couple of years, you had a real good shot. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. It helps when you don't have mediocre Marvin Lewis running the show for the, for the last 15 years, Uh, bring in somebody who's, who's in his early thirties and Zach Taylor, who legitimately helped revolutionize the offensive game in football. It's, it's insane. What young talent does. I know we mentioned it on my podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, One team in the NFL this year had a 4,000 yard passer, 2,000, 1,000 yard receivers and one 1,000 yard rusher, yep. and it's the Bengals, and yep. they're all under the age of 25. So, yeah, Mixon is at the, a decade. You're looking at a decade right now. Mixon is the oldest one at 24. Everyone else is 23, 22, 21. It's like that team is, isn't, is it Mixon? Is it Mixon? Is it Mixon? Hasn't Mixon been in your life four, four or five years now? Yeah, this yeah. is his fourth yeah. year in the league, I think. So, he, oh, wow. he's a stud. I won't lie. I have he my fantasy Once he, he got his fantastic. injuries like situated, yeah. Mixon has been crushing it. I, just, I worry about the offensive line. Yeah. The line is horrible. <laughs> you, should not, you, you should not win a game if you're sacked nine times, no. but That's somehow true. you did. Um, the Bills Chiefs game was probably the wildest football game I've ever seen in my yeah. life. 
How Talk about Heart Attack City. I feel bad for who anyone is a fan, like an actual fan of those two teams. So because literally, I wouldn't be able to handle it. So my brother-in-law is a diehard Bills fan because uh, oh, his dad is a Bills fan. Heart. So I'm texting him during the game, be like, "Dude, what the hell? Like this? It's back and forth, back and forth." I texted him when I saw the final drive and Kelsey caught the touchdown. And I was like, I just said, I'm sorry. He, like he sent me a Snapchat during the game. He goes, I hate Patrick Mahomes. Like F this F that. I'm like, your brother. I'm looking at my wife and going, your, your brother's, uh, I know we're going on a tirade and he doesn't drink. So <laughs> like, oh boy. Um, that, that game was ridiculous. I wish we could just watch those two teams go against each other. <laughs> it would be great. Um, so there's that. Um, we have the two, what, from what they're saying is your two top MVP vote getters in Brady and Rogers being extremely on committal to next year, which I think we're all used to it at this point. Brady keeps saying I, every year, ah, family Rogers. I don't know. He just looks like a hippie now. So I don't really care what he does. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting because a lot of people have been speculating, you know, this could be Rogers last year, whether he just retires and goes off into the sunset. And who knows about um, what you would call it with, with Brady, he's always up and down. I mean, maybe he's give it another shot because of the fact that, well, did somebody frozen? Cyrus is frozen. Are you frozen? No, Cyrus? no, 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 good. There's like a there's like another box. That's why I was just curious. But yeah, another box as I was saying, no, um, I was trying. I was trying to. I was trying to get my computer to, to set up. It didn't. It wasn't working. But now it's starting to work. So it's, all, right. all good. No, no worries. worries. But um, yeah. So like, I mean, it'll be. It's gonna be interesting. I'm. I'm. I'm very interested to see what happens. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I. Aaron Rodgers probably is going to go to another team. Mm-hmm. Brady's probably. If any. If anything, Brady. If Brady stays another year. It'll only because it'll only be because he wants to stay right. another year. Yeah. Um, but uh, Rodgers is definitely going to another team. Um, I'll take him down to Miami. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's like a, the number three or four spot yeah. for him. Apparently, I think Denver's number one right I'll now. Take, yep, Denver, Denver, Miami. Um, they were saying San Francisco as well, which is unique because. Yeah. I don't think they need that. No, I don't. I don't yeah. think you need that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Especially the way Jimmy G is rocking right now. Jimmy G looks. Let's be honest, like the worst quarterback out of all the quarterbacks that are playing right now. Jimmy G looks like mediocre. He's just yeah. mediocre. He he does yeah. the job. He runs the offense. He runs the team. It's all he's got to do. He just has to give it to Debo and let Debo do Debo. My 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 thing my thing is that I, I think. think- Jimmy, Jimmy just needs, needs to go to another team. To go to another team. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I just want Jimmy to go to another team. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. yeah you, you, you can kick, pick me out of one of these. I muted your other one. You're good. Don't yeah. worry. So you're yeah, good. I, you won't echo. Yeah. I, I can. I'm no, you're pretty, good the way you are, Sire. You're good. Huh? Merritt muted you on the one of them. So uh, you're good. I, I just, I just, because Jim right now doesn't really do it for him because he can't win the big game. Like he, I felt like Donovan McNabb when he was playing in the Eagles, right? He wasn't going to win you a game. He wasn't going to lose you a game. Yeah. And that annoys me to all in. Like, at least do something. Let me know that you do something. Love that. 
we got yeah. next up. Oh, I like is this what I I think I just true. heard about this at work. It literally just happened this afternoon. Uh Sean Payton stepped away from the Saints. He uh basically said, I'm done. Uh he can't coach. Um, so he's still tied with the Saints technically for three more years with his contract, but that's that's it. And I don't know what he's gonna do. Um It'll work for Fox. Maybe yeah. or just you know, or, or if I'm just him, I would just step away and say, I'm, the, I'm just going to take a break. Like, if, I, if, I'm the, if I'm the New York football giants, I give the blank check and I say, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, you I, agree. I agree. Because, listen, the I two agree. things the giants really need, the giants need a lot of things. Um, but <laughs> as we've seen in these playoffs, the two things that get the job done through the playoffs are a damn good head coach, and a damn good quarterback. And a damn good quarterback. Yep. Yep. And the, the four teams that are remaining, obviously, we were just talking about Jimmy G, the most mediocre out of the quarterbacks that are left, but he's getting the job done. He reminds yep. me, it reminds me of Mark Sanchez of the Jets, the yep. game manager who's not making the mistakes. Um, you have the Pro Bowl receiver slash running back slash Swiss Army, Swiss Army knife of Debo Samuel. So you really don't have to rely on Garoppolo too much, but you have. Kyle Shanahan, who's arguably one of the best coaches in the league. So yeah. what the Giants need to do is open up the checkbook and say, you get on the phone with the Saints, you get on the phone with uh, Sean Payton, and you say, whatever it takes to bring you to New York to coach this team, we will do. Yeah. But did, did, you, did you hear the rumor? Though? They, did, they did say that, Joe, they did say that uh, Jerry Jones was spotted with him right. at like lunch or dinner. So he lives in, in Dallas, though. That's the thing. Lives, I, I mean, either yeah. way, you know, I'm it, McCarthy's job was. I, I'll be honest with you. I think McCarthy only had another year left anyway. Right. I, I just yeah. mean, I thought McCarthy only had another year after that debacle the last game that he had. Game three. I mean, he did, and he had the same problem in Green Bay the last couple of years with Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, I I don't see him staying around if he's going to have that same problem. Yeah, I think McCarthy's a wildly overrated coach. I don't think yes. so. Oh my goodness, yes. If you can replace him with Sean Payton, that team's loaded. There's no reason why they shouldn't be one of the best teams in the NFL year in and year out. So replace him with Payton, you have Especially a contender. with that defense? Leave yeah. him with that defense? Yeah. Oh my God. McCarthy's the third best coach on that staff. Let's yeah. Get it. Let's yeah. Not yeah. Oh my gosh, right? That's true. And they could lose both well, the defensive and offensive coordinators this offseason to head coaching jobs somewhere else. Let's and, hope and that Dan Quinn me. realizes he's not a head coach. Well, we saw, I mean, I know I feel like people are going to go after him. I know well, people are. Yeah. But I just I after the debacle that he had down in Atlanta for what, three, four years, yeah. he made it to one Super Bowl. And then for two years in a row, you didn't win more than three games. That is garbage. And he's turned it around. He's got a great defense, but I don't. I if I'm hit any team, I'm saying oh, we're going to pump the brakes. We're going to see what you can do another year or two as a coordinator, and then we'll make that decision. Here's a question for the panel. I, I just wanted to put this question out there, right? Do you think that if you if you were a coach at one point in time and you didn't make it, do you think that you should stick to be a coordinator and never go back to being a coach again? It's all, it's all based on situation. It yeah. really is. You know, Dan yeah. Quinn is being looked at for head coaching jobs because he took that step back, admitted his faults, and helped run this defense. Now, yep. he has Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons, two of the top 
15, 18, 20 players in the league on the defensive side of the ball, um, which makes his job a lot easier. But being able to call those defensive plays and having Mike McCarthy, who's also a defensive-minded coach, allow Dan Quinn to call the defense shows the, the trust that they have in him, you know? Yeah, I would have to agree to that. Yeah, I agree. I It's really situational for me. Like, if I was a coordinator, I'm not leaving for the first head coach job that calls me. I'm not going to the Jets. No offense to you, Kevin, or any of the guys that work in that life. I'm not going to the Giants either. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah I, it, it, it's rough. It's, like, rough, right. you know, right with those those situations right now. But so, right, I figure uh, Kev works there all the time. <laughs> Hey. The right spot opens up, though. I'm taking that job. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I think that that's what I think. It's definitely situational. You know, you really, I, I, you feel out how you did year one, and the question you ask yourself: Are you satisfied with what you've done? Do you feel yeah. like there is more to do? So, like someone like a Dan Quinn or a Kellen Moore, are you satisfied with leaving with a game like that? I mean, if you are you know, cool. Then take your, take the next job out of there. But you know, if I were those two guys, I'd maybe stick around because you guys have had a hell of a year. You just unfortunately ran into the wrong team at the wrong time. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's, it's really like the Josh McDaniels effect too. Yes. Remember Josh McDaniels, superstar young in his thirties, offensive coordinator wins super bowls with the Patriots goes to Denver has one good year by the luck of God named Tom, Tim Tebow through that oh. one pass. Um, and they had a playoff win. And then the other two years, I think, you know, very similar to what we were talking about before with the Falcons. I think he had five or six wins Yeah, and crawls back to new England because Belichick always takes his, his offspring back to, to new England. And he's the most successful offensive coordinator in, in league history. You know, another three super bowls had that debacle where he was supposed to go to Indianapolis, but didn't because he wanted to stay back. Uh, potentially being the head coach and waiting with New England. Um, regardless, he has multiple Super Bowl rings as an offensive coordinator. And I think success as a team outweighs individual recognition, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. I agree with yeah, that. I because, uh, yeah, because in the long run, in the long run, you know, when they talk about coaches or that next, you know, I, you know, I, how long did it take Bill Walsh to get his, to get his first, like, actual NFL coaching job? I, he was in his. He was well in his forties slash fifties before he even got it. Right. So, when the when the when the best coaches ever, same thing with Belichick. The same thing with Walsh. I mean, get, give me another one. Parcells. All these guys were in their forties slash fifties before they even got their, you know, their first job. So, yeah, I agree with that. Hey, take your time. Get you know, fill it out. Maybe take a couple positions. Maybe if you were a D line coach, do something else on defense maybe learn an offensive line and something just, you know, that way, you know, everything. And I think that's why actually, I think that's why a lot of people have like tried to get like the special team guys. Cause they have to learn everything. It's not just the one. That didn't one, work out for the giants at all. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, listen, that straight up. That, that, yeah. We, well, we listen, will be that, here all night. Talking all right, we're going to keep, we're gonna keep going. Yeah, keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> so this is an interesting one. Kevin and I are going to talk about, the NBA All-Star game in like a couple of weeks, but this came, mm-hmm. just came out this weekend. Um, the Rising Stars game, which is typically rookies versus sophomores, or they've done the international game. So Americans versus non-Americans. The world. The world, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they're, instead, they're bringing up G, the G League Ignite team to play <laughs> against the Rising Stars. 
Mm-hmm. So that'll be actually kind of cool to see a G League team come up, play against basically guys that they've played against already who's in the G League um, and showcase what they've done. Because they're the one team that is getting the most recognition out there right now in the G League. They had what they they had two draft picks this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're the big team now, but it'll be kind of interesting. Just a different take on All-Star Weekend and getting a little bit more involvement with your minor league system. Yeah, I think that you know what? When when I when I read that on our little script, I thought that was very interesting because I think if you look at the casual fan, a lot of the casual fans have no idea what the hell the G League is. So if you're now focusing their teams, and if you guys know the G League Ignite team, you know, they're focused on getting guys to the league. So those guys that don't want to waste time in college and, you know, have to sit in class and they want to make a little bit more money, they're going to the G League Ignite team to get that experience to play against, uh, you know, grown men and guys that have experience. And I think they play in Vegas. Like, they're living a good life for just being, you know, for a mi- the minor league system. So I definitely think it's a really great thing. And can you imagine the headlines? You're going to have a G League team beat a bunch of guys that are in the league already. 100%. That's going to put them, yeah. that's going to put that league on the map. And they're going to be like, all right, maybe we should take the G League a little bit more seriously. Well, yeah. they, it, they've been, I mean, and they've been taken a little bit more seriously. I, I think mm-hmm. what has happened now recently has been as a guy who tried out for them, tried, tried out a couple years ago. Um, nice little know, flex, it, nice flex, Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they've that, like you said, that night team is, is made of guys that are, are first round babies or guys that are supposed to be in the top 10 of the draft, like every year, but they don't feel like going to school. And the thing is the, the thing is that they're trying to do now is they're trying to get it every city and every team to be able to facilitate it. So that's what it is. It, it that's basically what it is. It's a showcase. They did a showcase in the middle. They G League did a showcase in the middle of the uh, middle of the year last year, uh, this year. Um, they're just trying to showcase a little bit more, but they're also trying to ramp up uh, All Star Weekend because All Star Weekend for the last couple of years has kind of stunk, other than the game itself. So the game has sucked too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but, it's yeah. had a lot of opportunity. Let's just say that, like, it has been a slowly climb. I think I remember like 2016. I know I definitely maybe watched like five minutes of all-star game. So, you know, the fact that they're trying to just spruce up all-star weekend a little bit better, you know, that's good. And at least the NBA is paying attention instead of just putting the same type of terrible weekend products just so they can give their guys a day off, you know? Yeah. I can see the game being a lot more competitive too, because those G League guys, they're playing for a contract. Yep. I mean, they're trying to showcase themselves to get that contract. So I could see that turning into a really good game. Oh, FYI though, you know how much the average the average G League player is making right now? No. It's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I think. Now, it's a huge bump in pay from what it used to be. That's the lower end guy. The, t- the top end guy is making a half million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. Let's Sign me up, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I go do it. All right, <laughs> so let's move on real quick because I do have to run downstairs real sh- quick. So, Kevin, I'm gonna jump ahead of you. Um, like we always do, we talk about our jerseys, hats whatever Kevin's wearing for <laughs> wrestling wise. Um, and he hated all my wrestling tees, Merritt. I can't, I love the wrestling um, Christmas sweater. You had that, that ugly sweater was fucking bomb. Um, tonight I'm rocking everyone. One of the best logos ever. The Vancouver Grizzlies hat. Um, I love that. 
Yeah, I love it. My uh, nephew a couple of years ago actually saw it in a lids when we were down in North Carolina. He's like, Uncle Merritt, you you that that hat looks nice in one. I'm getting that hat. My wife's like, really? I'm like, like hats. Where you go? And then I, also, Kevin, I gotta rock this. Oh yes, merch. Manly merch. Yeah. merch. Yep, definitely. We gotta get that merch out here. If you guys want one, let us know. Merit and I will. We're gonna. I've already got those. people texting me. So yeah, I've already had seven people message me on the our Instagram. The most traffic I've had in forever. Where's my tea? Where's oh my, my tea? Eyeballs. Where's my tea? Where's my tea? I'm like, <laughs> send that. Send that, send that. Two X, baby. All right. Yeah. Everyone just. Give I'm, us still, your... I'm still XL Kev. I'm still XL Kev. Everyone just give us your lo- your sizes after is Kevin. It, is it, is it dry it. fit or is it 100 percent cotton? 100 um, cotton. Uh, it's it's a, no. It's a, the polyester. Cotton. Polyester <laughs> cotton. So you know, think about a you know a dry fit dry out here. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. So boys. my so tea... Kevin, you jump ahead. I'm jumping out for like five minutes. I'll be back. Absolutely. I got you. So my tea is of the. He's honestly my favorite. Uh, wrestler of all time the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels i mean honestly he is the reason why i started watching wrestling you know i always remember my neighbor goes by he came over talking about this guy named Shawn michaels that he watched on tv i'll never forget the first ever wrestling match i watched SummerSlam 94 off of a coliseum video ladder match two with him and razor ramon you go honestly you know he's he's the one that made me believe he made me think you know make you think that i'm cute i'm sexy and that i had the the looks to drive the girls wild so (laughs) for me so now that we are here you know i have i had a great panel on here leland you were the first one to just say yo i'm in same with you joe oh yeah Cyrus, you were the next one right in, and you guys. I was gonna have a big panel where I was thinking I was gonna have this Zoom group like eight, nine people, but you guys are my three that that wanted to come on, so we're gonna make it happen. I appreciate you. So we're just gonna start off from the beginning, you know, the first moment when you remember, man, yo, this this wrestling stuff is pretty cool. Let's start off with you, Joe. Yeah. Um. So I admit it. When I was a lot younger, little little lad myself, um, I was a WCW guy. I wow. was a okay. I was a nitro. Oh. I was a nitro. Wow. I'll hey. tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Um, my mom worked like nights, so she would leave like four o'clock in the afternoon, come back between you know eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that time. And anytime I had Raw on, she would be like. That's too old for you. You can't be watching that. So I was a WCW guy. So uh, uh, I just like fond memories of Goldberg just running through jobbers. Um, <laughs> obviously, the NWO formation, the three, uh, the three, the three NWO uh, guys, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan as the third man. Mm-hmm. Um, just just like classic TNT slash TBS Turner mid 90s wrestling is what I fell in love with. Obviously, once the invasion happened and, and the merger happened and, and McMahon flexed his billions and bought WCW, um, I became a, a full-fledged WWE, WWF person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how I started was, you know, pre-invasion, pre-Monday Night Wars uh, on, the, on the Nitro side of things, Nitro and Thunder. Wow. 
That's that's you're the first person that I've ever had that said no. It was not a WWF WWE thing. It was a WCW thing. Yeah, that's I incredible. Was, I was a big big Ric Flair guy. Um, Sting obviously scared the shit out of me. When I was, I love I was probably like six or seven years old. That's when he started doing the black and white face paint. Yes, um, based off then, of the crow. Yeah, and I was uh, I'm a WCW guy. I was a WCW guy through and through with love the big it. gold belt, baby. Yes. Cyrus, what about you, sir? So, I'm a little bit of a of a of a of a of a mutt, kind of both. So, I was an '80s kid, so that meant Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon mm. wrestling. So, my you know my dad used to watch it with me every now and then, but the biggest thing was watching like Saturday morning was Saturday morning was Hulk Hogan. Junkyard Dog, all those guys, Bruce the Bar Beefcake. Yep. It was just fun. Like it was fun. I thought it was fun. The afternoons was WCW, Ric Flair. Honestly, Sting was my man. Sting was my guy. Sting was my guy. I always wanted Sting and Hogan to go at it if they ever had a chance to go at it. I mean, in their prime. I'm not talking about in the later years when they were like old and brittle. I'm talking back in their prime. But definitely. I was a, I was a mutt when it comes to this. Like it was one, it was morning and afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first my first pay per view was the one that hit me over though. My mom did it for me because nobody was in the house. It was just me. Um, she went and got a SummerSlam for me, and I got to watch Macho Man fight Hulk Hogan for the chip for the for the uh, for the chip. Oh my that, god! That was what that's what got it for me. You know, whenever I think of WCW and I think of Sting for the first time and Hogan. Um, I always think of it was fall brawl. I don't remember the year, but it was the year where they faced off of like Kevin Sullivan's guys. And they were like, they pitched, like they came out in like fatigue. So, and the team was Hogan, Sting, Luger, and Macho Man, all as like one group. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but I always, always love that. And like just watching the, the two rings together with the, the, the cage and that was, was like, oh, this W, what is this WCW war, war games. stuff? Yeah, war, yeah, war, war games. games. Yes, yeah. that's, thank you. War games, absolutely phenomenal. So that's, a, yeah. that's a Dusty Rhodes invention. Yep. Yes, shout out to we Dusty. Yep. R.I.P. to the goats. Leland, Dusty, made, Dusty made a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dust, Dusty, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that in wrestling, if it weren't for Dusty Rhodes, you know, there would be no creativity in, in professional wrestling right now. Yeah. Leland, your first moments, man. So I'm a lot like Joe. I was a WCW guy, too. I'm through oh, and through. I, so <laughs> I grew up watching a lot of TBS because I'm a Braves fan. My okay. grandfather was a Braves fan. Watched WCW before or after Braves games, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, my first real memory is Hogan joining WCW. And then that big oh, feud yes. with the Dungeon of Doom. I remember all that. And really... I, I never missed Nitro. I didn't miss Thunder when it premiered. In the summer when we were out of school, uh, Nitro would actually replay at 3 a.m. I'd stay up and watch the Nitro replay at 3 a.m. So, like, the whole NWO feud with Sting, really, that's my favorite thing of all time in wrestling. I'm still a huge mm. Sting fan. The stuff he's doing in AEW is just absolutely insane. At, for 62, a at 62 years old. It's insane. And my the WWE. mother-in-law is 62, okay? She made me chicken noodle soup yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and the WWE said, Sting, you're, you're, it's not safe to wrestle. The fact that 
pretty much Sting took his career into his own hands, went to AEW to just be like, I want to end my career on my note. I don't want someone to tell me how my career is ending. Yeah, and I I love that that NWO. Like, if you talk about like storytelling, that was a, a like a twelve month storytelling oh, yeah. feud. When you go back, like I have a coworker, and he goes back and watches the old Nitros on the network. Like, you think about all that time they spent from when they turned Sting, and he's like, "Oh no, you guys don't appreciate me." So he comes back in the Raptors mm-hmm. to black and white, and then all the way runs it all the way down to Starcade for the title. Like that is probably one of the top wrestling storylines to like ever ever happen. But yes, so speaking of wrestling storylines, you know it's January. It is the time of the Royal Rumble. You know this is a very exciting time for fans. If anybody doesn't know what the Royal Rumble is, pretty much thirty men going at the ring every I want to say ninety seconds. Yep. Every ninety seconds, a new guy comes out. And pretty much, you know, you got to throw them over the top rope until until the last person is standing. So, you know, created by Pat Patterson, another goat in the wrestling yo, industry. Yo, Kevin, hold on. Who got that phone dinging out there? Yeah, now? who's chiming? Who's is that? Chiming. Shut that. Put that oh, mute. It's just mute. All right. Kevin? That's, that's mine. That was my phone going off. <laughs> Rule number oh one. Oh, my God. Okay. Kevin, I'm literally sitting I was here. wondering, like, I thought, I thought it was somebody else, and then I realized it was my damn phone. <laughs> Kevin, my I'm apologies. sitting here listening to you guys talk about wrestling, and all of a sudden here, ding, ding, ding. My God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, God. last week I said I was going to drive to Jersey to beat your butt. Now I'm going to drive to Jersey to beat your ass. Like, seriously? <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm so sorry. All right, well, I muted whatever conversation. It was a group chat. That's, so, that'll, that, that'll do it. Yes, Don't ever so, be in group chats. I know. <laughs> so shout out to my group chat out here for driving me nuts. But so Royal Rumble time, very exciting time of year. I mean – I'm always excited for this time of year because I know WrestleMania is coming. Royal Rumble is one of the top. Oh, my God. Why is this going off right now? Hold on. We got to do this real quick. I'm so sorry. But as I'm saying, as I'm going ahead and adjusting this, you know, it's one of the best pay-per-views of the year. And it just knows that right now, this is going to be the time that, like, we get ready for WrestleMania, the pay-per-view, the Super Bowl of wrestling. Um, So... I was going to ask you, why do you guys do you guys enjoy this time of year? Do you guys enjoy Rumble Rumble time? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll jump in here. I, it's it's cliche to say, Kev, but we're on the road to WrestleMania. It's the proverbial road to WrestleMania. It's yes, the, the, the quote that WWE has been pushing for the last two decades now since they've become PG. Um, but this is the time period if you are an avid wrestling fan like us who watch the program week in and week out or listen to podcasts or, or just catch it on Instagram on, on highlights. Or if you are someone who's in and out of the, the wrestling entertainment industry every few years, you're going to tune in January to April because it's that Super Bowl time period. It's the equivalent to the NBA playoffs, the NFL playoffs. It's that window in the wrestling season that you're going to have all the big names potentially come back, the, you know, the WrestleMania matchups, the main event matchups, the highlights, the surprises, and, and the Royal Rumble kind of epitomizes all that, brings it all together. And, yeah, I'm just, just super, super excited for this Saturday. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I agree. I, honestly, I like the Rumble more than WrestleMania. 
just because I feel like there are more surprises during the Rumble than there are during WrestleMania. Um, I will get we'll touch on this on the next topic, but I'm kind of a lapsed WWE fan right now. I just don't love what they're doing with the product, but I'm definitely tuning in Saturday because it it's always the most entertaining pay-per-view of the year. The men's and women's rumbles are both always good. The card this year is actually super good. I, the Roman Reigns Seth Rollins match is going to be awesome. So I mean, I this is my favorite time of year as a wrestling fan for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and the funny thing is that I don't think they had a choice because they got rid of everybody. So he had <laughs> yeah, like that's true. The, the card had the card had to be good because he had to he had to he streamlined. You notice that there's guys from from Raw going to SmackDown running that same show, running that same thing. And the 30 guys that you, the, other than the women now, other than the women now, the women, because there's so many women in and supposedly they broke the glad they broke the, the fourth wall and they brought somebody, the, the forbidden, forbidden door, door the, forbidden, the forbidden, yeah, sorry, door. The, the forbidden door. And they brought Mickey James back, which from my understanding, they are bringing one more other person back mm. that is working in another promotion. I don't know exactly who it is. I know it is one more person from my understanding. But- I have my guesses, and we'll I will say- tell you guys yeah. uh, if we can get to that a little bit later. Yeah. But, but yeah. I definitely think there, there's going to be a surprise because if she's the surprise on the women's, there's going to be a surprise on the men's end for sure. At, right. at least one. At least yeah. one or two. You never know. Yeah, because, I mean, they got – and right now you think about it, even if they said, say, say Roman lost the title, say Brock lost the title. Say both of them jump a guy in the middle, jump a jobber in the middle of them coming in. Say they take R-Truth out like, uh, like um, what was that? Who's it did that? Nah, uh, nah, nah, nah. We're not doing that to R-Truth. He's not a yeah. jobber, bro. I, wait, I know. He's not a jobber. But... Ron Killens, bro, 52 years old, okay? <laughs> Killing it. He's the guy. Yeah, they, we ain't calling but, him a jobber. He's, he's, we're giving him his roses, okay? Right, but somebody did take him out the one year, and right. then she mm-hmm. hopped into the to Royal Rumble. So they they could. Well, do that's the right. When Nia thing. did that, yeah, Nia did that. So now, the question is, do you do the same thing this year? Because you know you're going you're going to have to have that Roman or Brock lose the title. So where do you put them at after the fact? You got one of them has though? to lose the title. Do you have to have one lose though? Because you, but they want, they want, they want that WrestleMania matchup. You can see it. That he's trying to force that WrestleMania matchup, and he can't. He doesn't want a unified title. If he unifies the titles, then he might as well have went back to the formula you had before, which he doesn't want to do. Because then Vince well, would be admitting I, he's wrong. I got my theories, and I'll share those a little bit later if that's all right. Good. Yes, we'll we'll get to those. So because it's the Rumble, I always like to know like what is everybody's favorite Rumble moment. So like, I know for me one of the rumbles that stick out are when like we have special guests, like when we had, I think it's 2011 when big daddy cool diesel came back and he mm-hmm. had, his, he dyed his hair black and he brought out the glove. One of my favorites, but I wanted, I definitely know like my favorite rumble not, it doesn't have a, and that is this rumble is actually a, a pretty lackadaisical rumble, but Royal rumble 2000 brings it back for me. Cause not the, while the rumble was great, you had a lot of other great matches attached to it as well. If you talk about Taz debuting in the garden mm-hmm. and you talk about the Hardys versus the Dudleys in their ta- first ever tables match. So I was going around. Let's start off with Leland. You have a favorite rumble moment that you'd like to share. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite moment is maybe AJ Styles 
debuting in the Rumble? Because you knew he was debuting at some point, but you Mm -hmm. had no idea it was coming at the Rumble. Um, And then more recently, I think Edge coming back. Everyone knew Edge was coming back, but it was Mm -hmm. so cool just to hear the crowd pop when his music hit. So, I mean, those are seeing his emotions like when he walked out, like when he walked out, you you looked at him like, oh, my God, like he was overwhelmed. He, sure. he he was he was like really feeling that yeah that. for for just for Merritt because he doesn't know so Ed, do you do you ever remember who Edge was Merritt? I've literally told you my three wrestlers that I know. all right well <laughs> I don't know Edge shit. is a wrestler <laughs> that he had a, he was forcibly retired in I want to say 2006 2007 because of a neck injury in which they said he couldn't wrestle again so then he was able to he got cleared to come back in 2020 for the first time. So it's a big deal because he went from someone that like pretty much they thought his career was practically over to where he's like, literally it's a whole new other career. Main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cyrus, what about you, sir? Rumble moment. My, my favorite rumble moment, just like you, Kev, I, it wasn't so much the the rumble because a lot of rumbles I have, you know, the John Cena is coming back, the triple H coming back, uh, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the guys coming, you know, it's getting, getting like, you know, big daddy diesel switches, you know, Shawn Michaels coming together, you know, DJ and Rakes piled back up again, you know, but I just have the one where not forget exactly which one it is, where uh, the warrior was going against, I want to say, I want to say it was Hogan wasn't Hogan. Uh, whoever it was, he was going to get somebody. No, it was like him and like, him and Bret Hart or something like that was going at it. And the, just the matches, all the matches and everything was just a really good. It was just a really good show. Like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get away. I couldn't walk away for two seconds. Like I just had to watch it, you know. So that that's the one that kind of sticks out for me. Um, I mean, I, I guess you know the other thing would be just I guess when they do the Master Squad, Medicine Squad, you know, World Rumbles when Cena comes back and he throws everybody he's over. Oh, and, that's a good one. You know. I mean, you know, you didn't think he he tore a tricep. He wasn't supposed to be back in in, in the amount of time he was supposed to be back. And um, the only other one that I did, I truly did like, was when they first did the first women's one. They did. I was really proud of that because I was really proud that they had did something to represent the ladies who had held a lot of stuff together for years. I mean, there were some shows that was just like, uh, just like, why are you, why are you, why are you traipsing out? this guy against this guy again but then you put it then you put a valet to it and she made a difference and Lita comes in and jumps on everybody else and you know it was just time that I was just proud of them that they did it as a company so yeah yes what about Joe Mac last but not least yeah um I'm, I'm and Merritt you want to listen to this one I'm a I'm a Triple H mark myself I'm a big Triple H guy <laughs> like love Triple H and National New Hampshire right there there you go and uh when he entered himself in as part of the authority. Remember when Reigns went in the rumble as the champ to defend mm-hmm. the belt. And then he took Reigns out and eventually beat Moxley um, yes. or Dean Ambrose before winning the mm-hmm. championship. Um, obviously so much heat on that one from the fans. Cause it was triple H giving himself another world heavyweight championship, but just the heat and just being the authority and then building that storyline and, you know, at that point, Roman Reigns was just kind of like being forced down our throats and no one really wanted that. That's a but fact. Like, people cheered Triple H eliminating Roman Reigns, yeah. which was pretty cool. So uh, 
big Triple H guy. That was my favorite moment. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've got a so story now, about Triple H. Go ahead, Matt. So I'm from New Hampshire. He went to the high school my mom went to. Oh, you know, that's 10, dope. 10, 15 years after my mom did. Um, but he, during his wrestling career, we all know he was married or dating China at the yeah. time. They owned a house in my hometown. He built a house, built a pond out there, and then built the second, I think one or two other houses so that his dad could live with him. And so his dad loved fishing. Triple H was like, I'm not a big fisher, but it's fine. My dad loves it. So that's why he built the pond. We would see him like driving around in his blacked out Humvee, blacked out windows. Like you're not supposed to have any of that stuff in New Hampshire, completely blacked out. Now, dude is rolling around like just window down, long blonde hair flowing out. Um, and then it was the rumor that after like he and China like broke up, like she actually moved to the other side of town into like some other apartment complex type thing. I was like, that's just weird. It's a big ass house, but kind of weird. Nobody in there. Yeah. Like, no, literally, like, I it sat empty for I would say a good 10 years before someone actually bought it a few years back. Well, it makes sense because you got a house with another two houses and then a pond. My God, can you imagine like how much you'd be paying? That'd be crazy. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to drift off subjects and we're going to talk about it. I know I see Joe rocking his American Nightmare tee. We're going to talk about AEW. So for those of our listeners that don't know what AEW is, it is, you know, the newest wrestling promotion out on the town. <laughs> It is on TNT and TBS on Wednesdays and Fridays. You know, you got a different mix of wrestlers, some that you might be familiar with from the WWE, some that you might have only seen on the internet. Some of you might have no idea who the hell they are at all. So I'm going to take have Leland start us off because you're a big TBS guy. You know, tell me, do we like AEW? Tell me about AEW. I know you mentioned it earlier on that you were starting to watch AEW a little bit more. Tell us about it. What's your thoughts on the product? I absolutely love it. I mean, I, I think it's a hundred times more entertaining than WWE right now. The storylines are better. The in-ring performance is better. And it's a different style of wrestling than WWE, for sure. You have to look at it in two different lenses. But I, I just think they do a better job of letting the wrestlers be athletic and do the things that they're good at, not trying to mold them into a specific style. I mean, take Orange Cassidy. He would never fit in in WWE. The character just oh wouldn't work. That is but a fact. he's one of the most popular wrestlers in AEW. And mm -hmm. I just think everything they're doing, and sure, they've done some things that are wrong. I, they absolutely have. The blowing but, up of the ring. Yeah, yeah. That, that Moxley-Kenny <laughs> Omega debacle was just terrible. But I think they've done more good than bad. And I think it's good for the industry as a whole that there's competition. And I did go see Dynamite and the first ever Rampage in Pittsburgh, and it was so awesome. It, it was the most fun show I've ever been to. Both nights were awesome. I mean, it was you a mean blast. Ritzburg. Ritz yeah. Ritzburg, yes. <laughs> when she came out during Dynamite, the roar was deafening. Yeah. And then her match on Rampage, it wasn't as loud, but it was just a constant noise. I mean, there was never a dead moment in the crowd. Was that, was that it, it was Thunder, Thunder Rosa or no? No, the, yeah, no, is that the one with the uh, red velvet? Her versus red velvet. Or it was red velvet. I'm sorry, you're right, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. It was the one with red, red velvet. velvet. Yeah, 
I will say the Kenny Omega Christian match for the Impact title that opened Rampage is one of the best matches I've ever seen. It was so fun in person. The crowd was super into it. It, it was just a great time. Yes. Yeah, I know for for me, Joe, I know you've been to a show. You, which AEW show you went to? So the one that I, it was supposed to be the first ever Blood and Guts at Prudential Center back in 2020. Oh. February or it was March 25th, 2020. Obviously, yep. shit, the world went to shit, um, but it got postponed and I went to it was dynamite taping. But what was cool was it was Adam Cole's first live televised match with AEW. Um, so I got to see that live. CM Punk came out and then he joined commentary. Um, yeah, it was just Daniel Bryan was there. So it was post um, all was it all in was, was the yeah. main the main uh, pay-per-view that they they premiered those yep. two new guys. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was super entertaining. I, I'll everything Leland said with the, the wrestlers showing off athleticism. I think what we need to and and uh, you see this argument on Reddit on on all these discords all over Twitter is WWE versus AEW WWE versus this isn't the nineties it's not the same product right. WWE is a sports entertainment entity that is worldwide okay right. AEW is a wrestling company both can be good both can have not so good moments but you know as as Leland was talking I was just writing down things that my DVR does on a weekly basis. We have three hours of raw on Monday, two hours of NXT on Tuesday. Dynamite runs two hours on Wednesday. I record impact on Thursday, which is another two hours. Mm -hmm. Friday, we got two hours of SmackDown, an hour of rampage. Plus I do my best to watch all that and catch up on all that. But I follow um, the ringer wrestling podcasts. There's three oh, on, yes. on their feed. Okay. Uh, you got the Mac, the Mac show, and you have uh, Cheap Heat with Rosenberg now. It's like, yes, I've been listening to one of my favorites for years. Me too. Uh, and then you have obviously uh, with with uh, Shoemaker, you have the, the Shoemaker, the Mass Man show with Kaz. Um, and just a combination of all the entertainment I get from watching these wrestling products, these sports entertaining products, plus hearing people talk and discuss about it. And being a part of a discussion like we are right now, yep. um, it kicks ass, man. You know, you, we yep. get sometimes as wrestling fans, when you try to describe us, I'm 32 years old, I'm washed, I'm married, I'm, I'm, I'm overweight and I'm Caucasian. Okay. When <laughs> um, I have to try to explain to people, I'm a wrestling fan. I still get faces. I still get really, you watch that. Yeah. I watched that. What's the difference between watching something like this and watching a scripted sitcom or yeah. running something back on Netflix or, watch or watching a soap, a soap opera. opera. Exactly. Yeah. It's, this, it's entertainment. And I agree. Both programs, both companies, all sorts of the wrestling world right now. Um, I'm fully sports entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a very special time for sure. Being a wrestling fan. Cause like we, this is so much content. Joe, you just listened all the hours. If you're into just wrestling, you have so much content and so much different content, which is something we haven't had as pro wrestling fans in a long time. And it's super refreshing and it's super exciting with what's going on to, I want to tell you guys. So I was going to, so I went to the dynamite over at Arthur Ashe. Yeah. So that, oh, yeah. 
Dynamite was crazy. That was Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan that mm. went to the draw. I got to see like a- Adam Cole go. That was uh, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker for the title. Really great shows. Entertained. I will say though, because if you got, I'm, I'm, did it happen for you guys where it was they tape Dynamite live and then they do Rampage right after? Yeah. So mine was only different because they did Rampage Live for the first episode. Ah, that's right. I had Dark and Dark Elevation being recorded before Dynamite and before Rampage. Yeah. Oh my God. So like you just think about like if when you're there, man, that's a long night. Like you're tired. Because that that two hours live, everyone's going nuts. And then you have another hour that you have to like keep up for. Stay up for, yeah. Madness. Cyrus, your thoughts on AEW, sir. I, I feel like everybody else in this panel here, I like it. I love it. It's refreshing. It's new. You know, but at the same time, it's two different products because, like, for instance, what I found out the other day is that WWE, now that it, I, listen, there, there's nothing, there's no way to shit cuts. I work for, I work for Comcast, so I get all this stuff for free, but they have main event. They have you know, NXT UK, I, I get live, 205 live, I get, so they have all these other products that they, that they push and they pull away from. Now, where WE has made their mistakes and, and screwed up as is trying to make it more entertainment than wrestling instead of trying to marry the two, AEW has found a way to sort of marry the two on a smaller scale, which has now made them makes it so much better because now it's like, okay, like you said, I could watch sting. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't wrestle every, every two weeks or every week, but he's a valet. He's there. He's involved. He's, you know, he decides to take a splash versus, you know, Paul white, he does commentary, but he may come out, he may choke slam somebody, but then I get to see some of these younger guys come out and then learn about some of these younger guys and some of these other ones. And, you know, I, I love AEW for, for the product they put out and for what they're doing. What I don't want them to do is oversaturate like they like like the other companies have done. Don't mm-hmm. oversaturate. Great call on that. You, you did dark. You're doing dark, which is great. You know, you're doing dark. You're doing rampage. You're giving a couple of hours here and there where you can get the younger guys in and everything else. Don't don't do like, you know, don't do like the other companies and oversaturate and just like, ah, oh, you got now you got to take everybody. You, no, just no. do what yeah. you're doing. Keep with call it. Great on that. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So this is going to be the ultimate fun. I'm so excited for this. Are so, you really excited? I can't tell. You're like jumping out of your chair. And I, for you to jump out of your chair, it's pretty, you know. I'm excited, Merritt. I have Merit, Merit, you've never, you've never so seen, long. You've never seen Kev take a jump shot. You guys see Kev oh, take a jump shot. They, I have. I have. Oh, I you have. have. Oh. Take a jump shot. It is uh, hey, not that pretty. Don't. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Let's let's take it easy there, sir. Hey, Kevin, my fault. You're six Kevin, eight, and I'm five two and a half. Kevin, Kevin Kev's got a nice talk? jump shot. You got to see his five star frog splash. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> oh, god. Kevin, remember you? We talked about this before when about West Virginia. We had the Asian community that dominated the basketball courts. You were not one of them. Well, yeah, because they're from <laughs> China. And they were imported. What am I supposed to do? They're taller than me. I'm facing, I'm facing five versions of Yi Jian Lan in like a freaking starting lineup. Like, what am I supposed to do? Pick them out at the kneecaps. Duh. There you go. 
You get right. the sweet chin music so, on there, sir. My, so thank you, Tamara, for disturbing my excitement for this. So right now, we're going to go ahead and draft our for. own promotions. So right now, I, I gave the guys a list of what we're looking for in their draft picks. You can pick them whenever. So you guys are going to be drafting your world champion, your tag team champs, your mid-card champion, a women's champion, and then another wrestler, younger wrestler or indie wrestler that not a lot of people know about, but they should. So, Merritt, can you draw the four names randomly of who's going to be picking? So we're going to do a fantasy football draft style. So one to four, and then that (laughs) four person gets two picks and goes down. Sound good? Oh, my God. Come on, Mary. You should have told me this. I would have actually done it throughout the day. Not I like, told you. I told you. You need to bring a piece of paper, a pen, and you got to pick okay. it out. So hold on. You told me to bring this stuff. You didn't. You did great. <laughs> Look. All right, yo, Mary. Just throw the four names on the paper. Oh rip God. the paper up. Throw it in your hat. Pull the names, and we'll do the rest. Yes. And then you God, just hang out, too. and you got. You're doing great, Mary. Proud of you. I need names again because I suck at names. We got. Joe Mack, Leland, Cyrus Johnson Jr., and then Kevin. All right. You know, I'm very excited for this. Here we go. Right now, if anybody's watching on our YouTube at the Manly Musings Podcast, Merritt is currently writing down our names, pulling them up. He's gonna probably put it in his hat. That it's he's pretty wearing. sweaty right now. I can't I can't lie. It all right, so that's right that, that's an, that's that's a lot of details for our people out here, but it's all right, you know, whatever you gotta do. Okay. He's got a fresh hat. West Virginia yep. hat. Beautiful. I my WVU hat. We're good. Here we go. Haven't, haven't been to West Virginia. Really, really upset. I didn't get a chance to go. Well, You're missing out. We, yeah, you, you got to go down so there, heard. Cyrus. So Cyrus, if you want, you can uh, join Kevin, Leland, and myself when we go and get really drunk at a football game in Pittsburgh in a couple, couple months. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm all for it. I'm going to die. 100 <laughs> Leland knows about us drinking together. <laughs> we have, a, you know... Doing things like bonging Stella's, you know. The, yeah. the, okay, the, the last classics. time I, I was in West Virginia and I saw Leland, I don't think he remembered seeing me until like two days later when I reminded him that I saw him. I remember you being at the tailgate. It's just the later stages of the tailgate are pretty blurry. <laughs> yeah. Your mom was pretty drunk too. It was hysterical. Yeah, my mom usually, <laughs> one or two times a year, my mom will have herself a good time at a game. All right, here we go. Merritt, he's shaking up the hat. He's shaking up the hat. And first name, first overall draft pick is? I, I I close my eyes so nobody get mad at me. Kevin. Oh. 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 No, no, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not want you to pick me first either, but fine. I'll be first. That's I'll okay. trade it to you. I'll trade you Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle gets all the girls. I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I don't know. All right, what do we got? Number two. Leland. Yeah. Leland. All right, Leland Reed. Okay. Third one up. Mr. Cyrus. All right. Mr. G League over there. All right. <laughs> and then Joe Mack, you're leading us off for the second round. My whole shit just went to, to, to the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome right. to fantasy sports, sir. All righty. So, um, so I'll go ahead and start off. Um, so, so I have the first overall pick. I'm not going to lie to you. I was personally planning on me having a lower pick. I was hoping so, you'd have like a number three, so you'd be totally screwed. But no, I, I was I was honestly right, planning to have the last pick. So my drafts now it's I'm going to have to really adjust of what I'm doing right now. Um, So number one for me, 
I mean, he's kind of running the wrestling world right now. I think it would be a no, it, would, it has to be a no brainer for me to choose this person. So number one, because he is the one I am going Roman Reigns for the first, my first overall pick as my world champion. That's okay. a solid pick. That was going to be my number one. Yes. Pick. I mean, like I had to have, I had to go with him just because he is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah. All right. So Leland, what we got? Pick, even though he's injured right now, Kenny Omega, he's one of the best in the world. You can't go wrong with him. He can talk, he can wrestle. You can't go wrong. Okay. Kenny Omega. All the right. Collector. Yep. <laughs> yes. Kenny I like Omega. Kevin actually like typing things up during the episode. It's it's great. It's usually me doing all this. Well, <laughs> well you were texting, so I was like, let me just start just in case he forgets. All right, Cyrus, you're up next, sir. So you you will think that I am crazy, but from my world champ, I'm okay. gonna go Mr. Seth freaking Rollins. That's a great pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. The, re- the reason behind that is I can get him going at one end of the show or get him going at the other end of the show. There's not, there's no stop in between. I know him to get him. I like that. Great pick. Joe, you got two picks next, sir. All right. So y'all went with your, your world champ. So I got time now. I don't need to take my <laughs> world champ. So what I'm going to do with my first and second picks is screw you all out of your women's champ and your tag team champs. Oh. <laughs> Look at, I like Cyrus's face. <laughs> so, all right, what do we got? My first round pick and the backbone of my women's division is going to be none other than the EST of the Mush Squad wrestling industry. Okay, he's got a nail of promotion. Miss I love Bianca it. Bianca Belair. Fantastic. She got the belt. I'm I'm putting the rocket on her back. She's taking us to Jupiter. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Second round pick. And I'm, you know what? I I know I just said tag team, but there's so many good tag teams out there. So I'm going to go mid card here. Okay. In the last 10 years, there hasn't been a professional wrestler in any company anywhere on this planet that has the nuclear heat that this guy has. Okay. No matter who you are, you hate this guy. But I want him as my mid-card champ. He is the best heel in wrestling today. Mr. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. That's a hell of a pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. Hell that, of a pick. That, that's that's it's a hell of a pick right there. Kevin, you have to write that one. I have no idea what that is. I got you. I'm just, I'm, I got you over here. Wow. He, he threw me for a loop there, Joe. You kind of threw me off there. Everyone is like just all yeah, kind of threw me now. off. All right, Cyrus, you're up next. You're up next. Everyone's bothered. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with my, my tag team champions here. And I, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit old school um, because this group doesn't like to be in the rush. And peace out to my man Hawk, because you know, love him to death. But Legion of Doom, man, Legion of Doom. You picking Legion of Doom? They're not even alive right now. I'm just saying. You see, listen. This is a fantasy draft at the height at the height of their at the height of their game, man. Listen, they were taking people out, maybe big, small. We needed. We need you to take somebody that's alive. 
Somebody. Take somebody like. All right, I take somebody. Yeah, we got because we 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 think we we in twenty twenty one. We got to take somebody, somebody alive. alive. All right, all right, all right, all right. Twenty twenty two. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus, you don't even know what year it is. <laughs> I know, right? Um, you know what? Let me have the street profits. I can have a little uh, fun with them. Okay. I can have some yeah. fun with that. I can have some fun with that. Some soul, some red solo cups too. You want the okay. smoke, I guess, huh? I want the smoke. I like I'm it. I like I it. I do like it. All right, Leland, your second, your second pick, sir. So I'm going with mid card, my second pick, and I think he has consistently been WWE's best mid card wrestler for probably. Almost the last 10 years. Um, I think he's one of the best on the mic. His in-ring work isn't bad. I got to go with The Miz. Yeah. The Miz, wow. The Miz is yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. All right. So I got two picks now. Back to back, Kevo. All right. So for me, I got to grab a mid-card guy because I know um, if I let him hang out any longer, he's not going to be there. But I am going to go with the closest thing to my guy on my shirt right now, and that is my guy. It is all about the boom, Adam Cole, baby. Um, I just think I love his talent, his swagger. You know, he's a perfect heel, and he's a workhorse. He, he, he can give you some great matches. I just think he would be a great person to run the mid card until we eventually elevate him upwards. Now, Joe threw me a loophole that he went for his women's champion already. So I need to go ahead and take mine. And, oh, man, it, it is really tough. I'm just trying to look at my roster. And I am going with probably the sec- one of the second best, in my opinion. I'm going with the boss, Sasha Banks. She's going to put butts in seats. She can play heel. She can play face. Great person that can work, and she can help people get better. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that one. Leland, sir, next up. So I'm going with my indie up-and-coming pick this time just because I think somebody may try to steal him. Um, I've just really caught on to his work over the past couple months, and he's also hurt right now, but I think Danhausen is going to be – Oh, my gosh. Wow. I love that. I think AEW is going to sign him very soon because he's already over with the AEW crowd. There's Danhausen signs in the crowd. He's got a good thing going with the gun club or the ass boys, however you want to call them. Um, So, like, I I just think Dan Housen, he reminds me of Orange Cassidy. Looks Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have a spot in the promotion, but I think he could be a really good pickup for AEW. He had a couple, he had a couple, he had a really couple of shows with AEW Dark and a couple, he had some really good shows. Yeah. Yeah. And he, right, he's he's great friends with a lot of those guys over there. And like, if he didn't get hurt, he probably we would be watching him on TV right now. Yeah, his YouTube work with some of those guys like MGF, MJF, oh um, God, and hilarious. Matt Cardona, he's funny. He's he's a genuinely funny dude, and I think that'll translate really well. Yes, awesome, Cyrus. Next up, so for my women's one, I, I'm going to go with Britt. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going Britt with Baker. With okay, you know, I I feel as if. Like I said, she could play the heel and she could play the hero too, as we could tell. And right now in wrestling, there shouldn't be like a heel and the hero because right now you can be bad and good all by yourself. So yep, it's a fact. Yep. All right, Joe, you got the double picks right now. All right. So my whole plan 
going into this was bloodline, 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 bloodline. <laughs> and it didn't work out because I didn't get Roman. So I'm not going to mention that tag team because I'm hoping someone else takes them because they are due. They're, they're, they're supposed to get their flowers because they're arguably one of the best tag teams of all time. Um, but I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to stick more on the AEW side of things. Um, as crazy as it sounds, a younger tag team in, in, in the world of wrestling right now, arguably one of the most athletic tag teams with one suffering a slight injury a couple weeks ago. But nonetheless, I'm taking the Lucha Brothers. Oh, my God. That is who I wanted. Oh. Great pick. And so that is a hell of a pick. Great. And honest, Ray Phoenix is a a beast. Ray Phoenix will be a world champion one day. Yes. He'll be a world champion one day. Without a doubt. And the other thought that I was thinking, Joe, that's a hell of a pick because I'm not going to lie to you. That was going to be my pick for tag champs. I look at the broad business of like a wrestling promotion. You look at someone like Pentagon, you look at someone like Ray Phoenix, first appearance, it looked fucking cool. Yeah. So yeah. think about it. if you're going to make toys, you're going to buy those toys off the map because they look the coolest. They're very right. toyetic. So, Joe, shout out to you. That's a hell of a pick. So then my second pick, again, you all took your, your world champs already. So I got, I got the name saved for my fifth round. It's going to be the last <laughs> pick. I don't got to even say his name yet. So I'm going to go with my independent. Um, and this guy's really caught my eye over the last few months. He comes from impact wrestling. Um, what excites me about him is he's part of the X division. So it's kind of like cruiserweight adjacent for the impact, um, wrestling, uh, company. Um, but within the last few months, he actually is now officially tied to the bullet club. Oh, I'm going to go with Chris Bay. Ah, I knew it was coming. Part of the Bullet Club. That's solid. I could see him rocking United States champion, intercontinental belts, X division, um, and potentially with the backing of the Bullet Club, world champ-esque eventually. So Chris Bay is my independent pick for my fourth round. Love that. Yep, great pick. All right, Cyrus, sir, you are up. My mid-card champ, I'm going to go uh, Spanish God because that's the type of person I am. Sam Guevara. Okay. Nice, nice. Like it. Leland? So I'm going to go with my women's for this pick, and I'm going to follow Joe Mack and go Impact. Um, Deanna Perrazzo. Hell yeah. Uh, hell yes. Hell yes. Jersey's own. Jersey's own. Yes. Hackettstown, New Jersey. She got the short end of the stick when she yep. was in WWE. The fact that they couldn't use her is such a shame because now she's killing it yep. in Impact right now. All right, so I have my last picks. Yeah, it's back to back. Back to back. All righty. You're missing your tag team. Yes. And your indie. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are, sir. Once you make your picks, I'm going to tell you what your picks should be, okay? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. So I'm not going to lie to you. I did want to take the Usos, but I need to change. I'm looking at my demo, my like what I have right now. There's something that I'm missing or possibly not missing. And this might this might be a cheap way out, but I look at the caliber of talent that these guys are, and I think it would be something special to just have on the roster. 
And I'm not going to lie, this is probably my last thought of a pick for a tag team. But I'm going to take RK Bro. I get a legend in Randy Orton. I get an up-and-comer in Matt Riddle. God forbid if storylines, I need to split them up. They could be crushing it on their own. And that's a, and the definitely not what I was planning, but the way this draft went, but I will go ahead and take them. And my guy for younger wrestler that not a lot of people know. There's a, there's a couple people that I really like on this list. Um, You, you know, you put Chris Bay on here, Dan Housen's on here. For my indie wrestler of choice, I'm not. I think I'm just biased because I am a fan of his podcast. I have fun fact: I was actually named Broski of the Week on episode 46 for the MC True Long Island Story. <laughs> so I am going with always ready Matt Cardona because from Impact Wrestling, from putting a random promotion like gcw on the map and he crushed it as a oh my god crushing yeah. it at the hammer stallenstein ballroom and i can't wait to watch his feud with xbox which is gonna be great and then the, he's rocking nwa right now and this was my, my little spoiler i i would love if he were to pop up as a random entry for the royal rumble this weekend because he is that hot right now so yeah mac cardona cardona is my final pick yeah um yes. Yeah, what, what he did with GCW this weekend, like, insane. Coming out yep. to the Sandman theme, coming out with the, if if Cardona wins, we riot, has it on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah he's, I, I thought it was listen, awesome. I'm right, I'm right aligned with you, Kev, with him potentially being a surprise entrance. Because he's not really affiliated with anybody, he's one of those independent contractors right now. Yeah. Um, he's had ties with, you know, he was a couple of weeks ago, he was actually in the impact triple threat for the world championship, mm-hmm. um, GCW world champ. He's been on some dark and some dynamite shows over the year too. Yep. So, and he has the, the history with WWE. Yep. So I think the right way to go would be to him come out as Matt Cardona, not as Yes. Um. Not as Zack Ryder. Not as Zack Ryder. Ryder. He's over yeah. right now. So yes. have him come out as as Matt Cardona. For sure. All right. So those are my last picks. We have Leland, your last pick, I would believe, I my right? My last pick, it's tag team. So this is a real young tag team, but I think they have a ton of potential. I'm going to go with the acclaimed from AEW. I think Again, Latinum two Max guys Caster from Jersey is, in the Tri-State. Yeah. I think Max Caster has a really strong future because he can talk. And not just the raps that are very good before they come out. Just everything about them. Bo and Zamcaster both have the look. I, I think they're going to be a tag team that is going to continue to rise up the ranks. Yes, I've watched uh, Anthony Bowens. There's a promotion over in Rahway, New Jersey, Russell Pro. Yep. And I remember watching Bowens just like always dressed up like the White Ranger. But like he's solid athlete. He can go. Has great matches. He's gonna be. He's gonna be solid, even if whether on the tag team or on his own. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sai, your last pick, man. So me think this is think this is going on a beaten path. Like I, I'm going on a different path from from my from my indie pro. I, I was gonna go with. I, I was gonna go with. Uh, I was gonna go with a couple of different guys, but I, I'm gonna go with the women version here. Okay. I'm gonna go with Jordan Grace. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Jordan Grace because she 
she's a figure. She can. It seems like, and it's look like she could fight some of the some of the smaller guys. I'm not saying that some of the bigger guys. I don't think she can take can handle, but she can take some of the smaller guys. The championship she has now, she's challenging other guys with. Uh, social media wise, she is big. Um, so I, I mean, listen, put her it, with that mix and all these all the all these ones I have here. I cut it cover every base. I, I think I got my company working well. There I like you go. it. I like awesome. It. All right, Joe. Uh, last one. I think you, right, you have your world champ. So first and foremost, if I were to get Roman Reigns, I would have went straight Samoan the entire <laughs> roster. <laughs> I would have went Roman Reigns. I would have went the Usos. And then for my indie, I would have convinced you guys to let me take Solo Sikoa, who is the Usos' younger so brother good. at NXT. <laughs> Yep. Because my dream scenario right now in WWE is Roman retains through WrestleMania and the bloodline just keeps building and you keep introducing Samoans and the brother comes up and you have just, you keep building Roman as bulletproof. And then mm-hmm. come SummerSlam, another famous Samoan comes and says, you got to take it down a notch, young fella. And that's Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson yep. to set oh, up yes. for WrestleMania. That's my ideal situation. So that's how I would have built the roster out. Unfortunately, I got the, the ass end of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> we, we spoke about Rollins already. We spoke about Roman Reigns already. But there's a third person from the famous faction. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And he just came back, arguably looking in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. in the right mindset um and he's ready to beat the shit out of everybody yes he so is. my world sober yes crushing it is going to be john moxley that's a solid pick yeah that is that's a that's, that's a great pick that's, he can that's go anywhere awesome. he can fight anyone death match cage match 60 minute match don't matter i'm taking mox yep. yeah nice Honestly, this is like I had so much fun with this and I knew you guys were going to come with it. And everybody here really did. Like I'm looking at everybody's choices right now. And like promotion wise, we would be really rocking it out out here. Yeah. Any any initial thoughts on promotions from just view? So I know if I other than mine, I really like I, Joe. I really like yours with all the all that you have. You kind of hit every bullet point needed. And then, yeah, Joe, yours, and then Leland right after, and then Cyrus, yours is good, too. You got a lot of different different names on here that, like, going to appeal to everybody. What are your everybody's initial thoughts? Yeah, Kev, give me Adam Cole versus Riddle all day long in your promotion. Give me yeah. Adam Cole trying to take Roman Reigns down in your promotion. You know what I mean? The entertainment. Can you imagine Miz versus Dan Housen in a promo <laughs> off? Okay. Gosh. It'd be, an, on, it'd be come ridiculous. On. Come on. Come on. Plus, a cl- you have the acclaim. comedy. Yeah. Throw Max Caster in there, too. I don't yeah. even need wrestling. Just give all three of those dudes mics for two right. hours. Yes. Yeah. I, and I got to admit that everybody, everybody's roster has a little bit of something different. It's not, mm-hmm. just, it's not just the one thing. Like, it's not just, okay, well, this guy can do this. Everybody has a little bit of everything, which is... Which is way rest. That's the way it's supposed to be. That was the way it was built back in the day, and still up to this day. That's what it should be. 
So look at these rosters, man. It, it looks tough. Like if we were to put these all up and just put them, put them out and we have, we have one Monday night war, man. I tell you, we won crazy <laughs> Monday night war. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, I mean that first off, I just want to get, again, thank you guys for coming. I don't think we missed anything on my end. I would like to just have everyone real quick, one big random like prediction for this weekend. Yeah. Um, I'll go first and get it out of the way. Mm -hmm. The forbidden door is going to be opened bigger than we expect at the rumble. We already know Mickey James is coming in as the impact women's champion. I have a prediction. I, I really do think Matt Cardona will show up. Mm -hmm. Um, but two other names to look out for on the men's side, men's impact world champ moose. Oh, he's okay. Being rumored, he's being rumored to come in for the Royal Rumble. And then you really can't count this guy out. In, in the mid-2000s and through the 2010s, probably the last 15, 20 years, when you think Royal Rumble, you think this guy being in the match for like 40 minutes at a time. And he kind of has a weak storyline going on right now in his promotion. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Jericho pops up either. Oh, I really man. wouldn't be surprised. I didn't think about that. That's I a think good it's, point. You know, he, he, he's not part of the ownership or, or front office of, of AEW. He could have potentially written it into his contract to be able to go to other promotions. He's been in NJ in, in new Japan as the rain and not the rainmaker, the, uh, Painmaker. Painmaker. The Painmaker. Pain pain yeah. um, so he's he's been in, in New Japan. Um, you see him with the Jericho Cruise, which really isn't AEW affiliated. And he's got the ties to WWE. I think it's something that we could potentially see. So if the Forbidden Door opens, um, Card Matt Cardona, Moose, and I would say Jericho shows up potentially. That would be that would be no, crazy. Because be. if you think about it, Jericho and Vince are still friends. They talk yeah. all the time. So I wouldn't be surprised he, if Jericho was like did Stone Cold's podcast. Exactly. Yep. On the he network, did it twice. He did it as twice. An AEW yeah. wrestler talking yeah. about AEW. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. All right, Leland, let me get one big prediction. You get think we're getting this weekend. So a name I've heard that I would have said there's not a chance in hell until last Friday is Mox. The only reason I think Mox could happen is because Seth Rollins said Mox during his promo, mm. and the way Vince monitors promos, that wasn't an accident. So I could see Mox showing up in the Rumble. That's my world champ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cyrus. Last but not least, sir. Uh, uh, my prediction is, I, I as I said earlier, I think they're going to have. I think they're. I think all four of the participants that are in the are in the championship match are going to wind up in the Rumble, one way, shape, or form. Okay. Only, yeah. only because I think storyline dictates that in order to get with. Vince once he has to push the narrative on one or the other. And the only way to do that is to put him in the rumble. Cause if you don't, you're going to have to keep trying to have the same matches over and over again in the last couple months. And, and people have already started walking out the time styles for it. And I don't me, think he wants that. Give me Roman and Brock to both retain. And then Cena winning the rumble and going into oh a triple threat gosh. at WrestleMania. And then I at the I end, would at the end of WrestleMania, Cena wins both belts to break Flair's record. How about that? Oh my oh, god. That that's, that is a mic drop. That is the mic drop that? right there. How about that? Yo, oh that's gosh. the mic drop. Unify the belts, okay? 
Merritt, you have been here patiently <laughs> listening to us talk wrestling. Can I get some initial thoughts, sir? Y'all mother effers are crazy as shit. <laughs> but it's funny. Like you mentioned earlier in the, in the show, like we all have that like one thing that we watch or that we we have to be a part of or whatever it is. Like you guys love wrestling. I didn't grow up with it. I remember like turning on TBS or TNT, whatever it was on at that time when I was a kid. And it wasn't something my parents cared for. So it's like, all right, I'm never going to watch it. Never really got into it. Instead, I got into tattoo shows and stupid stuff like that, <laughs> which, as you can see, get addicting. Uh, <laughs> but it, we all have that vice. And it is pretty funny to hear you guys talk about it all. Like, I, I, I know some of these names. Like, I know Seth Rollins' name. I know Roman Reigns' name. I'm pretty sure is, I'm thinking Roman Reigns is the one that had leukemia or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So like that guy, I know his name because of that storyline and what he does and his sneakerhead collection and all that fun stuff. But like, otherwise no idea. The Miz, I just remember him from MTV's. Yeah. Old rules <laughs> and all that. All I think of him is he's a roid head that just knocked his head too many times on a few things. Um, but, you know, you guys have this whole thing going on. Like Joe's talking about how like his hours of that he watches. I'm going, my wife would kill me. I'm on the, same, I'm on the same boat as Joe. I, so, I got I make sure I try to at least tune in for a little bit. Do I catch all of it? Probably not all of it, but at least I get I, I catch something of it. And it's a hell of a time. You get something different each time. And honestly, this was great. I'm here to you, I'll be honest with you, Mary. My 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 What's wife up, does, my wife does not like wrestling to this day right now. <laughs> Every time wrestling comes on, she says we have to turn it off. So that's why it's get that's why I get to DVR. So that I know I can when I'm sitting here at my desk working, I could leave it on. Or when she's not here, I could just turn it back on. There you go. go. I, I would sports love... on my computer, my TV or my computer every day when my wife's not home. So I'm like, cool, get my stuff. There you go, <laughs> guys. I appreciate y'all coming on to the pod. I would love to have us all come back WrestleMania weekend and maybe I'm there. we go ahead and we try and we extend our roster Ooh. another five spots. What do y'all think about that? It I'm works in. for me. All right. Make cool. that happen. So Kevin, yes. remember how we talked about this a couple of weeks ago? We wanted to do a trivia question. Oh, so why y'all idiots were making rosters and talking babble. Oh, he hated and me- more rosters, Mary. <laughs> All right, you got a trivia question. What you got, sir? All right. Which is presently the most watched wrestling event ever in North American t- history? Which? Say that one more time. Which is presently the most watched wrestling event ever in North American history? Ever. Are you talking TV or in person? Uh, I'm believing this is TV. Uh, my initial thought is um, the Yes Movement WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan winning uh, both belts. Okay, could be wrong though. Is You're it? wrong. So it's a is it a TV show or am I going a moment? It's literally that's the question. That's all I have. All right, I was gonna go the biggest Monday Night Raw. Mick Foley 
winning the WWF world title in the 90s. I want to say 98 or 99 because mm-hmm. WCW spoiled what was going to happen. So everybody, in, they did, they spoiled it with intention to have them not turn on Raw, but it worked in the opposite in which they turned around and then Raw ended up getting the highest rating ever. Oh. No. You got to go... You got to go back further in time. Yeah. Is it one of the Saturday night's main events? Oh, yeah. Leland's getting there. I have no idea who it would have been, but. Hogan Savage? Yeah. Close. The superpower. Was it the superpowers explode or something? You're close. Cyrus, you got to, you got to guess. I'm I'm, I'm thinking it. I know it's Saturday night's main event had something to do with. Hogan Savage and Ultimate Warrior. It was like a mix of them. I'm trying to ah, uh, uh, so and then it was like it's either the one where it's either the one where him and Savage were fighting it out for the actual World Championship, or was when it was when him and uh, was Randy Savage and Hogan strapped up together to fight. Uh, Merit. I think I'm stumped. We're stumped. Uh, you got it. You got to get the got? item. Yeah, I'm stumped. So, yeah. You guys got close with, you got half of the answer basically right. It is Hulk Hogan. It was at the main event, but it was in 1988. The rematch of Hulk Hogan and Andre, Andre the, the Giant. giant. Oh, oh, giant. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yo, Merritt oh. out here stumping us. I was like, I, I, I was like, we're gonna do sports trivia, but like I gotta throw in wrestling one because like y'all are just talking wrestling, so this would just be fun. You know yeah. what? And, and you know what? And honestly, you don't think of that one because the first one, the first time when it happened, when the first match when it happened, that was the biggest thing. Like I was like, oh, he, he's never gonna, he's never gonna body Sammy. He'll never do whatever it is to to to, to win. That was the thing. He'll never do it. He'll never do it. And then he did it. And then he like he got the belt back or some crazy crap like that. And I, you would never have thought that. Wow, he's, yeah. wow gotta, lo- gotta love it though. Gotta love it. Yeah, that's, that's good. All right, that I like that trivia. That was, we're gonna we got it. So, are you gonna end off all of our episodes with a trivia question? I feel like you should. Sure, I will. I will do that every single time, Kevin. Just for you. Awesome. So, definitely before I outro, Leland. Any any social medias that you need people to follow you on? I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter is at Leland Reed. I tweet some really dumb shit on there and retweet a lot of really dumb shit. So (laughs) if you want some bizarre, weird Twitter type stuff, give me a follow. Or anything that hates on everything West Virginia football for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Or basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Follow all three of us because it'll happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out, shout out Miami Dolphins legend Pat White, though. Okay. There you go. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And then Cyrus, you have any social medias? Are you on social media? Um, I took my Instagram off. I oh, am on Twitter. I am on Twitter. Okay. Uh I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. That's how I that's oh how my I, gosh. Cyrus, <laughs> you gotta be more prepared out here. So hey, listen, I don't know. I don't I listen, I just go to Twitter. I don't, I don't, I just I don't I just go to Twitter. My Twitter okay. handle is at CKJ41408. 
I mean, it's just a bunch of random sports stuff. There you go. Some, re- some, wrong with some wrestling people on there. I list, I did some local news. But, I mean, if you go on there, you may, you know, every now and then, every now and then I might try to say something to Charles Barkley or Shaq and not get my tweet put on the, not get my tweet put on the, not get my tweet put on the TV. So. <laughs> got you. And, and Joe, you've yeah. got a podcast, the Much Squad Podcast 2.0. Please, plug, baby. please plug, plug it out. Can you let us know what the Patrick Ramsey random player topic of the week is? No, so no, I can't because we don't know what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that don't listen, little shameless plug to Mush Squad podcast. Sorry for the glare. Um, at Mush Squad podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, basically, what the Mush Squad podcast is, it's the group chat you have with your friends. So that buzzing that Kevin was. Uh, very obnoxiously doing earlier in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes. Merit, the that's going to be you- so annoying when you're edit when I'm listening, re-listening to the podcast. I'm going to be so mad, and I'm going to tell them that they like totally screwed up my podcast. They can, <laughs> cannot text me from like my, my time frame anymore. It's I'm called so mute yeah. your phone. <laughs> but, well, uh- Merit, for the first time, I never ever had that happen. I know we get a couple like on here, but that was the first time where literally. Every Kevin's a, Kevin's a popular guy. What do you expect? You know, he is, he's very popular. Um, but yeah, true. so at Mush Squad Podcast, we are the group chat you got with your friends. We talk shit, we talk smack, we talk sports. Um, the Patrick Ramsey random athlete of the week is our weekly segment where uh Patrick Ramsey, former Redskins, sorry, Washington football team quarterback. Um, and we just pick a random topic. Last week was players who have won Super Bowls alongside Tom Brady. We've done Duke basketball men's first round draft picks. We've done USC basketball players, football players. So this week's topic, you want to learn what it is. You got to tune in to find out um, at Joe McGrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H-8-9 on Twitter and Instagram. But at Mush Squad podcast is the way to go, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And Joe, if anything, me and Merritt, we're down to yeah. record with you guys whenever you want. You know, yeah, let us know. Soon. Put it in it. We'll put it in the schedule. Uh, really, again, appreciate you guys coming out. We're gonna get together when when WrestleMania season comes close. So outro time it is. So for all my people that are watching on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and subscribe on the Manly Musings Podcast channel. Make sure you follow us on the Instagram, the Manly Musings Pod. I'm looking to get to 100 followers. We're at 71, 72. So let's get us up to that 100 out here. Follow Merritt at his Instagram at Merritt underscore P. Wow, Follow you got to write this truly week. Truly <laughs> at Kueva 624 And as they say out here in these streets, take care and spike your hair. Good night, y'all. Peace, y'all.